0: is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Meyer. COVID shots are now tied to at least 17 million vaccine deaths. 17 million vaccine deaths at a minimum. And a huge chunk of covid vax victims have been hit with tremors, insomnia, and muscle spasms, not to mention the fact that the heart disease risk has soared 13,200% among the vaccinated, according to a study from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. The Canadian government admits that 74% of triple vaccinated people now have what they call VAIDS, that is, vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome. In addition to that, spike proteins now are confirmed to be highly toxic. So why then would a hospital system continue to impose COVID vaccine mandate on their health care workers? That's the question before us here today on Viewpoint. And I'm glad that you've joined us. It's a conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And we're going to be taking a look at quite a number of things here today on Viewpoint with regard to the issue of the COVID shots, otherwise called... Vaccines, which they are not. And so I want to introduce you to a queen. Her name is Queen Maxima, or Maxima, however they pronounce it there in the Netherlands. She is the queen of the Netherlands, the Dutch queen. And she has called on global elites at the World Economic Forum to expand plans for global digital IDs to ensure that they can track individuals' vaccination status and other private information, of course, at the same time. Queen Maxima said that government should roll out biometric digital IDs for the public globally. Please try to allow these words that I'm sharing with you to register with all necessary solemnity in your mind and heart. Because what I'm about to share with you and what we are talking about right now is of incredible future consequence to all of us on this planet. Perhaps more alarmingly, the Queen suggested that digital IDs should be a requirement for members of the general public to get subsidies from the government. In other words, be on the government dole. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is going to be on the government dole? Well, anybody. They want to be on the government dole. Not just those who want to be, but those who are otherwise required to be. For instance, what if, as the Queen is now suggesting, this globalistic, biometric, digital I.D., should actually be something not only to track vaccine compliance, but also track your every financial move or to prevent you from making any financial moves. You heard me correctly. Please listen to the rest of this. The underlying suggestion by the Queen was that Forcing mandatory digital IDs onto society is for the greater good, always for a greater good. Queen Maxima has also been a leading proponent of central bank digital currencies to increase financial inclusion. Notice the inclusion of the word inclusion. We always have to use the buzzwords, don't we? The politically correct buzzwords to make everybody feel good, that now you're on the right track with the majority that are ruling the world and leading us into a wonderful future of government control where everybody feels wonderful, everybody feels cool, everybody feels safe because the government has become our savior and lord. In 2020, the general manager of the Bank of International Settlements and a World Economic Forum member, his name is August, Augustin Karstens. He was gloating that CBDCs will allow governments and financial institutions to track and control people's spending. He boasted that by getting rid of cash and using CBDCs, they'll also be able to fulfill their longtime goal of having, quote, absolute control over financial transactions. Absolute control over all financial transactions," he said. "We already have the technology to enforce it. Oh, so what are these CBDCs? Well, it's a shortened form, an acronym for central bank digital currencies. In other words, they would be no more cash." In other words, you won't be able to write a check. You, won't, you, you might be able to use a credit card, but it will have to be registered with the central bank digital currencies and have your particular identification number. And since the government will have control and you will not be able to transact anything in cash because cash will be outlawed and will not be worth anything, Therefore, if the government wants you to do something, you either will do it or lose your ability to transact business. Or if they don't want you to do something, you'll lose your ability to transact business. In other words, they will have, as the general manager of the Bank of International Settlements said, absolute control over all financial transactions. Now, if you combine this with the ideas of uh, Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, one of the richest people in the world, who in 2020 filed his patent application with the U.S. Patent Office. Some people mock it as the 666 uh, patent application because the last digits are 606060. Uh, Therefore, that particular patent application is to accomplish exactly the same thing that Queen Maxima is talking about. In other words, the merger of tracking of all medical issues with regard to every person on the planet, including vaccines but also the merging with that of the tracking of all financial transactions because everything will be digital. So now what we see is that the COVID vaccine issue is being merged on the global front with control of all transactions, all medical history, all financial transactions, and they are now being merged, of course, for the greater good of the society and of the world. Does this not sound like the new world order, the new global order, it just might produce an antichrist? And I welcome you back to Viewpoint. I would urge you to seriously consider, if you don't already have one, a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. This is not a book about setting forth names. That's an exercise in futility. But to look at what the Bible actually has to say about this infamous person, the counterfeit Christ, the imposter, who will once come upon the earth soon and very soon. Everything is being set up for the environment for his appearance on the scene. Everything around our world is being set up for that. The COVID situation and how the world through Dr. Fauci has responded to it has also set that up. I mean, even... The former environmental czar, John uh, Kerry, a former presidential candidate here in the continental United States and also who was once Secretary of State, said, you know what? With Joe Biden's inauguration, he's actually the one to help facilitate bringing together the whole COVID situation with the global situation. He's the one to set us up for the Great Reset. Maybe that will help you to understand what Joe Biden has done or not concerning our country and concerning the world. All of these things, friends, are part, they're the chess pieces that are being moved in order to create a situation ultimately where we might call it biblical checkmate. In other words, where all the pieces have come together and there are no more moves that humankind can make because we're at the end of the road. And that will introduce a figure called the Antichrist, the counterfeit Christ, the one who is actually against Christ, perhaps in the name of Christ. And that's what's so deceptive about it all. You see, everything that seems to come in the name of something else is a clue to the deception that is at your doorstep. And that's what's happening. So I would urge you to get a copy of that book, Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's a $22 book, yours for... $18, $18, I believe it is, on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, I want to open up to you a whole series. We're going to do this very, very quickly a whole series of those who have suffered sudden death recently from the COVID shots, which nobody wants to admit. And so what they do, instead of admitting it, they say no cause of death reported. In other words, they don't want the public to know what was at the root of these sudden deaths. Now, the first one is not a sudden death. It actually goes back to another royalty, The princess of Thailand. The princess of Thailand in a coma after her third Pfizer COVID booster shot. The likely heir to the throne in Thailand collapsed with heart issues and went into a coma last December, three weeks after her third Pfizer booster shot. The 44-year-old eldest daughter of the king was reported to be in excellent health prior to receiving the third booster shot. We move from there to gospel singer Pedro Henrique, age 30. He died during a performance in Brazil, just collapsed on the stage of a massive heart attack. There was no instance that he had any kind of previous problems, just suddenly at 30, collapsed on stage. The next one, a Canadian reporter who called for unvaccinated police to be fired and pushed for concentration camps for those who refused to get the COVID jab. Well, he died at age 33, sudden death. Can you imagine he suggested that people who would not get the vaccine should be arrested and taken to concentration camps, or be refused to be employed, he died, suddenly, at age 33. Now, why do you think he did that, and why do they not report the cause of death? Now, maybe you're more concerned about little kids. So here is an 8-year-old, he was featured in covid Propaganda videos. He died after a cardiac arrest. An Israeli child died three years after appearing with his father, who is a pediatrician, in a government film informing children that they have no choice about whether to take the COVID vaccine because when it becomes available. He was five years old at that time and he died suddenly. At eight, isn't it interesting they just don't seem to understand what the cause of death was other than a cardiac arrest? Well, that's exactly the problem. Cardiac arrest. That's what is what the number one cause of the vaccine, the number one uh, side effect, shall we say, of the vaccine. A 13,000% increase in cardiac arrests, according to the CDC. Eric Montrose was an NBA player and a vaccine ambassador. He died at the age of 52. Top-scoring Ghanaian soccer star Rafael Duamina age 28, dropped dead suddenly. Where do you think these people are dropping dead from? What do you think there has happened to them? I can almost guarantee you they were required to get the shots in order to play. A police detective has found that half of sudden infant deaths occurred soon after vaccination. Sudden infant deaths occurred soon after vaccination half of them in new zealand a fitness writer and bodybuilder age 41 woman just died suddenly no cause of death reported in top physical condition had five kids a model just dropped dead suddenly Why do you think that is and they don't want to tell you why A Texas cross-country runner, Angel Hernandez, age 16. No cause of death reported, just dropped dead. Huh. Over and over again. I mean, these are just symptomatic. These are just illustrative friends. Devon Wiley, former NFL player, died at 35. Just dropped dead. Again, no cause of death reported. Why? They don't want you to know. An MSNBC legal analyst died one month after receiving experimental COVID vaccine. A Brooklyn-based defense attorney had posted the trendy I'm vaccinated announcement. She got vaccinated, she said, and immediately experienced fatigue after the shot. And three weeks later, dropped dead. A 42-year-old news anchor died unexpectedly. They never expected it. Do you suspect a COVID shot is the culprit? Well, they don't want you to know, so they won't report why she died. It's interesting. All these reports No cause of death reported. A 21-year-old football player, Furman University junior defensive tackle, died of collapsing during a workout. No cause of death reported. Friends, that alone, that phrase alone, should be telltale as to the cause. Interestingly, From the World Tribune, not one college or pro athlete has died from the COVID virus. Not one. What have they died from? The shot. That's what. Research into more than one million college and professional athletes age 18 to 38 shows that not one of them died as a result of the COVID virus. In the U.S. alone, there were 3,000 college sponsors organized sports with young people participating. We don't find any that died from the virus, just from the shot. So maybe this is the reason why this report says that the feds keep hidden records on vaccine injuries. It's common knowledge now, supported by many studies and experts, that COVID vaccinations, those shots, that were more DNA treatment than anything, caused significant harm. But the feds aren't about to let the public know all those details. And that's the report, which explained the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, which is run by the Centers for Disease Control and the FDA, contains what is called a back-end to which only regulators have access. The report cites confirmation from an FDA official who was speaking to advocates of Vayer's reform months ago, as documented by the British Medical Journal. He said anything derived from medical records by law cannot be included in the front-end system, that part that the public can see. Were the details delivered, and, and these were the details delivered by Mr. Nair, head of the Division of Pharmacovigilance, to those advocates. He said the public can see initial reports, but not corrections or updates, such as formal diagnosis, recovery, or death. Why? Because they don't want you to know. Why? Because they want to promote the vaccine or the jab. Why? Because they want to have control. That's the reason, friends. And it was the, shall we say, the lead situation to prove and set the stage for ultimate government control, not just in this country, but all over the world. So much did the government not want to have that information out that earlier this month it was reported that President Joe Biden's White House influenced Amazon to restrict books that express skepticism about the COVID-19 vaccine. That came out through emails that were obtained by the House Judiciary Committee. They said in the emails, who can we talk to about the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation on Amazon? That was the question that came from a former White House senior advisor for the COVID response. His name is Andy Slavitt. He asked that in a March 2nd email back in 2021. Amazon ended up enabling the do not promote for anti-vax books whose primary purpose is to persuade readers vaccines are unsafe or ineffective. So, this, my friends, was a conspiracy between the White House and Amazon. The White House also exerted pressure on YouTube to suppress COVID-19 vaccine information on April 2021 documents. Moreover, the White House also used its influence to get Facebook to censor related content in 2021. In other words, they did everything they could to prevent legitimate information from reaching the public that the public should have been aware of calling the legitimate information misinformation or disinformation. Are you beginning to get the bigger picture here? Friends, this isn't just about COVID. This is about an entire view of the current government that is sitting over us to prevent us from understanding or hearing any truth.
1: There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section,
0: so glad to have you here on viewpoint today always glad to be able to join with you we're pushing very rapidly toward the end of our 28th year on the air 29th year actually and uh, 28th year and so uh, it's it's a real privilege to be able to come before you to talk about the things that matter most to us uh, as americans but even more particularly as christians in america Today, we're talking primarily about the COVID issue and primarily not about COVID itself, but about the vaccines, which are the things that have caused the majority of the problem. Not COVID itself, as bad as it was, it was still not nearly as bad as the so-called vaccines. So why then was the federal government, and still is the federal government, fighting against the use of hydroxychloroquine? This article came out of the World Tribune just today. Fed's fear-mongering on hydroxychloroquine documentary tracks unholy COVID response. The new documentary, Epidemic of Fraud, focuses primarily on uh, hydroxychloroquine and the scandal surrounding COVID the so-called questionable trials of the COVID injections, these clinical trials and accompanying negative media coverage were used to frighten the public away from a class of ancient medications based on quinine. Now, quinine has a reputation, going back for at least 250 years, uh, of great significance and help. But because it had not been used for covid the federal government tried to scare people and use the media to do it as their engine of delivery to deliver misinformation or disinformation to frighten the American people from using that which doctors were aware could have had a very helpful uh, use in uh, preventing people from going into deeper issues of uh, COVID. John Davidson, a former CNN editor and 20-year Hollywood veteran, directed a film which uh, is said provides an in-depth look at corruption in the clinical trial system, censorship of respected medical doctors, and politically charged federal agencies that were more interested in funding experimental medical research than they were in combating and ending the pandemic early. Davidson said, I've interviewed doctors, nurses, vaccine, injured, malpractice survivors, and even interacted with heads of the FDA. And my work has been repeatedly censored, he said. What I found is an unholy alliance of public, private, and political groups that seem hell-bent on turning all of us into lab rats. In other words, they weren't interested in the American health health at all. It was a much bigger thing that they were interested in, globalism, and vast amounts of money through three or four uh, specific pharmaceutical companies. So why then would a reputable clinic like the Mayo Clinic, one of the top-ranked medical institutions in the United States, quietly make a new statement about hydroxychloroquine. Here's what Mayo Clinic did on its website about hydroxychloroquine. They said it's used for treating malaria, also used to prevent malaria infection. Hydroxychloroquine may also be used to treat coronavirus in certain hospitalized patients. Why? Why hospitalized by that time, it might be too late. Why would Mayo Clinic do that? So the Mayo Clinic now reads hydroxychloroquine is not recommended as a treatment of coronavirus. Hydroxychloroquine doesn't prevent infection with the virus that causes COVID-19. Why are they saying that? Why didn't they say that about the vaccine? Because that's exactly the truth concerning the so-called vaccine. And that's why the CDC had to admit that the jabs were not vaccine because they did not do, they did not provide treatment, or, uh, prevention of the virus, nor did they prevent transmission of the virus. Why did Mayo Clinic not do that? Apparently, Mayo Clinic, They must be on the money train somewhere. I don't know where. Maybe it's with the pharmaceutical companies. Maybe it's with government uh, funding. I don't know. But there's got to be a reason, because this is totally contrary to what they originally said and had been saying about hydroxychloroquine. You see, the motivations are the important thing. It's not just what is said or not said. It's the motivation for what is said or not said. And that's the reason why I believe that Michael Reagan and Michael Shannon, who wrote a piece, COVID was a top-to-bottom fraud, are absolutely correct. A top-to-bottom fraud. I have in my hands the uh, December issue of imprimus <laughs> and, uh, put out by Hillsdale College. And there's a lengthy article written by Rand Paul, U.S. Uh, Senator from Kentucky, uh, a doctor. He studied at Baylor University, earned his MD from Duke Medical School, and, uh, just a very, very serious minded person. So he wrote this, uh, piece called Lessons from the Great COVID Cover Up. I'm not going to read to you. Uh, any kind of lengthy uh, excerpts from this article, but I want to read to you the closing statements. Here's what he says. Anthony Fauci, who wielded tremendous power over many decades, funded dangerous research, lied to Congress and the American people, flip-flopped on many of his prognostications, issued edicts that defied science, and attacked and smeared his scientific critics. His res- reprehensible behavior reminded me of CS Lewis's description of a moral busybody. So here's the final here are the final words. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. Those who torment us supposedly for our own good will torment us without end for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. So Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, concludes, we the American people must not allow bureaucratic experts to endanger our lives, lie to us, or curtail our constitutional rights. Never again. Never again. All right. So, We'll take a quick journey now through a number of things that uh, facts that have come up through studies and other things. Uh, we've already reported that the heart disease risk has soared 13,000% among the vaccinated people, according to the CDC itself. That the uh, Canadian government admits now that 74% of triple vaccinated people now have what they call. Vaccine-acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. In other words, like AIDS, it's killing them. It's killing them. Because their immune uh, systems are destroyed by the spiked proteins and lipid nanoparticles that the next report says are highly toxic. That was confirmed January 11th of this year by the Japanese General Incorporated Association Vaccine Issue Study Group. These uh, prestigious scientists and doctors held a press conference to report on their systemic view of thousands of publications of scientific literature based uh, in databases on synthetic viruses, mRNA, gene editing technologies, and lipid nanoparticles. Thousands of papers have reported side effects after vaccination, which affect every organ in your body without exception, they said. You will find diseases of the heart, kidney, thyroid, diabetes, liver, skin, eyes, blood, nerves, systemic diseases, brain, lungs, diseases across all medical fields have been reported, and the characteristics of this vaccine is that they occur simultaneously within entire families. Professor Murakami of the Toyota University of Science declared, I believe the mRNA COVID-19 ingestion should be stopped immediately. The spike is toxic. These are weapons of mass destruction and were up until around 2019, they said, until they were suddenly, supposedly, a cure for COVID. 17 million deaths from vaccines alone. A huge chunk of COVID vax victims hit with tremors, insomnia, muscle spasms. It's horrific, my friends. So an immunology expert warns the mRNA shots for COVID must be banned. An expert in immunology, uh, Angus uh, Dalgish, who is a professor of oncology at St. George's Hospital Medical School in London, calls for the banning of all mRNA vaccines. He said they're not ordinary vaccines. They're genetic technology intended to modify a person's body by triggering cells to generate a protein that is used against COVID. He says there are no ifs or buts any longer. All mRNA vaccines must be halted and banned now. And in case that were not enough, what if you discovered that the COVID shots now are being shown to be the cause of dementia? Maybe we should talk about that when we get back. Do you think so? This is Viewpoint. You see, the viewpoint that so many have had concerning these so-called shots is, in fact, it may not determine their eternal destiny, but it certainly is uh, determining their physical destiny. I hope you're listening. We'll be back.
1: But the same can be found right now. Go to SaveUs.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's SaveUs.org. Click Sell Church.
0: Earlier this week, I spoke with uh, you all here on this program about a special project it was something that came to me even while i was on the air and so i followed through with it believing that perhaps god was in it and uh, that i should follow through with it and here it is as many of you know i'm in the process of uh, rather rapidly uh, coming to the conclusion of writing my 11th book this particular book is radically different than any other. They're all different. But this one is called When Persecution Comes. When Persecution Comes. I've spoken about this to a number of different people, several actually guests who have come on this program, and when I mentioned the title, they immediately jumped on it and said, wow, what a timely subject. I thought, okay, Lord, uh, this is just further confirmation that we're on track here. Here's the, here's the issue. In order to get this book out, I realize that it's going to take more than anything that we have previously done here on this program or through Elijah Books to get this book printed and to get it distributed. And the reason is because the subject is, is not necessarily one that everybody and his brother wants to read about, wants, wants to hear about, but it's one that they desperately need to hear about from pulpit to pew. So, as some of you know, we do not make money on any of these books. You say, well, you charge for them. Yeah, we do. And guess where that money goes? It goes to get out the next book. I've never made a dollar on any of these books. We don't make money on these books. This is a pure ministry endeavor, friends. I know that may be hard to believe because you read about, you hear about people like Dr. Smiley down there in Houston who will sell thousands and thousands and thousands or millions of books saying, have your best life now and so on. This isn't, we don't do that kind of thing here. If I were going to do that kind of thing, I wouldn't have left the practice of law. I left the practice of the law at the height of my career to plead an ultimate cause in the land as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. That's what we do. So, here's what I proposed. That for every person, listener to this program, who will make a donation, a specified donation, of $250 or more in $250 increments, we will provide, you're not buying a book, you're making a donation to Save America Ministries to help us to get a message out. For every $250 donation, we will provide, when the book is available, we will provide 10 copies of that book to you to distribute among your friends, relatives, pastors, business associates, whoever you feel led to in your sphere of influence, so that you can become God's hand extended, shall we say, in getting the message out. So we do it all together. Now, there have been a number of people who have responded, not a huge number, but a number, and we're very grateful. A couple of sent gifts of $500, a couple of sent gifts of $250. There may have been more, but that's what I know of so far. And uh, I want to make it available at least one more time here. Because time is short. I have two chapters to go now. And with every chapter that I'm writing and even proofreading, my own heart is greatly, greatly moved. Because I realize this really is a book for this moment. This really is a message that God would have his people to hear for such a time as this because persecution is rapidly coming, not only upon India and Iran and China, wherever else, but in America, my friends, in America, and in Canada, and in Australia, and New Zealand, and throughout the whole Western world. is happening very rapidly. So it's not like the book is ahead of the time. It's barely riding, if you were a surfer, it's barely riding up to the crest of the wave so that it can be carried into the ultimate moment of truth, to ride this thing to its ultimate expression and need. So if you would like to be part of that, Here's what you do. You can write us a check, write it to Save America, and you determine it has to be in $250 incre- in, uh, increments. So, uh, if you write a $500 check, then there will be 20 books that will be sent to you to use and distribute as you see sit. Hopefully, you will do that. So, uh, we're going to do that, and uh, so if you write a check, send it to Save America, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Make sure you mark on the check or on a note to go with it that is for the persecution project. You can go on our website, and there's a special little section set up for that so you can respond to that. Or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA. We'll take down your information, credit card, and whatever, and we'll get you on this special list of those who have invested in delivering this message to our countrymen. All right, that having been said, uh, let's move forward to the balance of our information here concerning this COVID vaccine issue. The CDC now, Centers for Disease Control, has just published a study claiming that COVID and stress are to blame for the unprecedented soaring numbers of sudden heart failure-related deaths. Really? In other words, these people are desperate friends. They've been hiding the information from you And now they want to pretend that they care so much for you. It's so concerned about your stress level. So COVID and stress is killing you, not the vaccine. So, how do you explain then that those that are in the morgues and doing uh, various things with dead bodies? Are universally uh, practically in this country reporting these massive clottings in the bodies that they've never seen before. Why is it the CDC doesn't say anything about that? But the article where the CDC actually confirms the significant uptick in the cardiovascular disease death rate. So they're trying to come up with some artificial answer, suggestion. In other words, you could call it, what do they call it, CYA, cover your rear end. Cover your rear end. The researchers did not even explore the role of mRNA vaccines and their analysis of these recent trends of cardiovascular disease. The New Zealand health data leaked by whistleblower Barry Young that we talked about a number of weeks ago, according to Mr. Kirsch, one who is seriously studying this stuff, he says is unassailable proof that the COVID injections increase your risk of death. But here's the one that really got to me. That same man, Steve Kirsch, said there's no about it, a doubt about it now. The COVID shots are causing dementia. It came out in a Substack report. He reviewed data on the government's National Vaccine Information Center and confirmed Hundreds of cases of the virus where it shows a symptom is dementia. Huh. I wonder why that's not being reported. He said there's no way that you can have a 1,000-time increase in event reports if the COVID vaccine isn't causing this. The CDC simply forgot to warn people about it, he said. Actually, he said the COVID shots can be described as DNA treatment more accurately than a vaccine, and that's exactly what we've learned over the past two months, that it does go deep into your genes, into the cells. Contrary to what Dr. Fauci said, contrary to what the CDC said, contrary to what the FDA said, We didn't get the truth. The results are self-explanatory. The COVID vaccines cause dementia. Curse charged. Anyone who tells you that correlation isn't causation should explain the actual cause of this if it wasn't the COVID vaccine. maybe some people might try to call this circumstantial evidence how much circumstantial evidence would be necessary to convince the average person there has to be a connection there has to be a connection any reasonable minded person would conclude there is a doctrine in the law called res ipsa loquitur it's a latin phrase for says which means the thing stands for itself. It's almost like this would be a case. Other lawyers may argue the contrary, but it's almost like this would be a case for race, it's The thing just stands for itself. Look, it would shift the burden of proof. It would shift the burden of proof upon the CDC, upon Pfizer, upon J&J, and also to prove that their vaccine did not cause these things rather than to prove that it was causing, because the results are so vast and it's coming out so replete in the studies all over the world that one has to hide his intellect, pretend it doesn't even have a rational mind to conclude that there is no connection. It's time to shift the burden of proof. Time to shift the burden of proof on Dr. Fauci, Dr. Birx, Pfizer, J&J, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Joe Biden, the CDC, the FDA. Shift the burden of proof now. Prove that these things are not being caused by the vaccine. Be nice if there were some lawyers out there still practicing. Haven't heard of one yet who considered that, but maybe, just maybe, it might be an appropriate argument. Race ipsa loquitur, the thing speaks for itself. Wow. I'm sure glad I didn't get the vaccine, friends. I mean, as you get older, you know that your brain cells gradually deteriorate. Why in the world would you want to accelerate that by taking the risk for any reason to get such a questionable jab? Just ask it. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. The $22 book, yours for $18 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. You're not going to be disappointed, I can almost guarantee you. You're just not. Antichrist. How to Identify the Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friends. Do it today. Don't delay. The other guy's not doing it. The more resources we have, the more broadly we can get the message out. God bless and be a blessing.